Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the Southlot Football Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. With me as always, I've got Adam Sidek and Robbie Larson here, ready for the first uh, super wildcard weekend. Um, guys, this is this is what it's all about. The playoffs uh, doesn't get better than this. Uh, you guys excited? Oh, yeah. Three, three days of games. Yeah. Uh, first time we got a little Monday night action. Yeah, like looking them. forward to it. Yeah, I, I like what they did, especially since this Monday night game. It's gonna be uh, that's uh, that's gonna be a close one, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that one later. I think. But, yeah, uh, Wild Card Weekend's always a favorite of mine. You get it. Well, it's nice that it's uh, synced up with Martin Luther King Day for those of you that are off on Monday. You know, Sunday you can you can relax a little bit more and. Uh, don't have to worry about work the next day, so uh, that's especially nice as yeah, well. They have some PBRs, have some <laughs> a few beverages. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, before we dive into that, uh, we're gonna have detailed breakdowns of each of the games for you. But uh, want to recap uh, week eighteen? Let you know how we did. So, uh, you know, we did not do the podcast parlay, but we uh, we picked up some locks for you. And uh, Adam, I'll have you started off. You had team. Uh, minus seven on the road against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, just the way that that, that Giants team played the Bears, um, the team did not look like they wanted to play for Joe Judge. In fact, I think they wanted him fired, and the team came out and rolled. And you know what happened? Joe Judge got fired, and he yeah. wasn't expected to. So they get to win for everybody involved. Absolutely. A, a huge win. <laughs> yeah, the, he's not a good coach. No, you were right. It's just like anytime you can get the chance to fade Mike Glennon, you just do it. Jake Fromm, you know, just backup quarterbacks of the Giants, you just you just fade them. Uh, Robbie, you had Lions uh, plus three and a half. Yeah, um, I, I actually kind of wish uh, talked about this last week. Uh, unfortunately, we all couldn't go, you know, with COVID coming up, uh, ramping up again, you know, it was kind of a smart decision for all of us. But, uh, you know, I kind of, I liked Lions money line last week. Um you know, it was just uh, something they, that whenever Green Bay's in recent memory is locked in uh, playoffs, like usually the Lions come out fighting. So, you know, I, I love the Lions in that spot, and I needed a lead pipe lock win, so I took the spread instead of the money line. So. Yeah, and that, that's a team that actually wants to play for their coach, Dan Campbell. What a win. Oh, oh if, if you saw the video of them, like, at, after the game, like, that was some good team chemistry I saw in there. They're all just pumped up. Dan Campbell's just, uh, he's just uh, talking everybody up, you know. It, it, it just, uh, it honestly seems pretty good for the Lions if you're a Lions fan, which I'm sorry if you are, but good things are at least happening. And finally, we had uh, my lock, and I went to Raiders plus three. Uh, against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, and uh, you know you were always taking the plus points there because you knew you knew they were they were gunning for the tie basically both these teams. But uh, yeah, the uh, the Raiders wound up uh, getting the win, and uh, you're gonna see them in the playoffs now, so that was good. But uh, three for three on our lead pipe locks. That's nice to see. So uh, you know some, some momentum as we head into the playoffs here. Brett, you didn't uh, really mention the end of that Raiders Chargers game. Uh, some some questionable uh, timeout right there. Right? Well, it was uh, yeah yeah. Brandon Staley uh, decided he he wasn't sure he wanted to make the playoffs and and kind of wanted to leave it up to chance. So called the timeout when the Raiders were uh, just basically trying to run the clock out and punt. Uh, and uh, so then uh, yeah, I mean you know. Raiders ran the ball again. They got the first down, and uh, they set themselves up for a field goal, and that's it. And that's why the Chargers aren't in the playoffs anymore. What a wild game. Yeah, but, I mean, what, the Raiders were up, like, 15 with, uh, like, five minutes to go in that game, and a couple crazy drives by Herbert. It was uh, it was crazy that game even got to overtime, but uh, good game, nonetheless. Wish they were in the playoffs over the Steelers. I I. I don't want the Steelers in the playoffs. Oh, you, you'd be nice to, you be nice to Big Ben. He's trying. He's trying. That's true. All right. Uh, well, just a reminder, uh, again, before we get into our wild card weekend coverage here, uh, we are still on social media at the SL Football Guys. So uh, Brother Jeff continues to just put up some really funny stuff uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so make sure you follow us there. He's also updating everybody on our 
uh, lead pipe locks and our, our power lays. So just in case, uh, you know, you miss any of the uh, action here on the pod, you can follow us on social and, and catch up there. But uh, make sure you give us a follow. Uh, I think uh, real quick, want to hear from our sponsor before we get into a uh, wild card preview. Yeah, this week's sponsor, a uh, new sponsor, is is Anthony Beige's Real Fake Store. Now, the, you know, they this Real Fake Store, uh, it, it's the best. You know, they, you can come up with any sort of uh, fake gimmicky items to, to just, uh, just for fun. You know, you could give yourself a fake driver's license if you want, you know. Maybe a uh, fake uh, vaccine card or something or fake uh, chef's uh, license. You know, anything you could even think of, you, you could get it. Um, Anthony pages, they, they have, they don't stop for you. Uh, they, they'll make it customized exactly how you want it. And, you know, just working with us today, you know, kind of worked out a little deal with them where if you come, come in with the, and say, say, uh, you got sent by the South left football guys and, you know, they'll just throw stuff at you. You know, they'll throw a Jersey at you. They'll throw some football gloves at you. You name it, you know, they'll just throw some stuff at you. And so uh, head on down to Anthony Bates' real fake store. You know, that business, it's booming. I heard that uh, they're actually freezing prices right now. It's, it's crazy inflation right now, uh, you know, with this economy and everything. But uh, Anthony Bates' store has made a promise to its customers to freeze all prices where they are. I mean, just great stuff. I think we have to put a disclaimer that you can't shouldn't actually use any of this uh, fake stuff to uh, – in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, legal purposes. You know, but it's it's just for fun. Hey, you, I mean, you could fun. try. You could you could definitely try, but I uh, wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah, they, Anthony Beiges. You know, I think they got uh, another partner there, uh, Tony Brown. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend them to uh, any government officials. But cash only business. Yeah, yeah. But like like you mentioned, Robbie. Uh, Tell them the South Lot football guy sent you. Business is booming. Um, yeah. All right. Well, with that, we will get into uh, our weekend coverage here. It all starts on Saturday with the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who were able to use Week 18 to uh, rest some key players. Bengals come into this game uh, as a home favorite of 5.5 points with the over-under set at 48.5. Adam, what is our uh, weather situation for this game? Uh, Before we get to the weather, I just want to do a quick plug of ourselves. Um, This year, we just wanted to sort of give you a recap on our picks. All of us were above 500 for the year, um, which is good. Me, Both me and Evan, um, you know, squeaking by (laughs) above 500. We're both 36, or 136, 135, and 1. And then Robbie taking the cake this year at 146 125 and one congrats robbie that's a hell of a year thanks yeah that's uh you know just sometimes the confidence picks just don't work out as well but uh, at least i'm getting all the general shit right yep oh yeah and then yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into our records on each playoff team here but yeah let me get to the weather this game um probably not going to be much of a factor um this isn't going to be in cincinnati it's going to be around 30 degrees temp game time uh not no no precip or heavy wind to involve so should be pretty good for this one okay um guys you know i've been uh i've been a little bit hot on the raiders lately i've hit three out of my last four weeks i was nine and eight on them uh, overall on the year uh, against the spread and uh, you know I just kind of like the way things are trending here and um, you know I'm not ultimately certain that they are going to win this game but five and a half points just seems a lot for a team that's got a lot of confidence Derek Carr's playing uh, probably I'd say his best ball since uh, this season he broke his leg so uh, you know key keynote there for him um, this game kind of to me has that feel of uh, almost like Bears Eagles a couple of years ago, where the Bears were the new hot thing on the uh, on the season, and the Eagles came in kind of grinding through a season uh, after some success, but they kind of came in, um, you know, not exactly playing their best ball. Uh, and I think you know there's something to be said about kind of that new kid on the block, first big playoff game, you know, plays it a little tentatively a little cautiously. I don't expect the Bengals to come out here 
and blow the doors off the Raiders by any means. I think this game will be close, and, and so for that reason, uh, I'm going Raiders plus 5.5, and, and that's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! I just think, too, when you factor in the weather, uh, you know, cold weather game uh, this time of year, it comes down to the teams that can run the ball, and you know the Raiders' run game has been hot uh, for the last month or so. Josh Jacobs is really finding his groove. Uh, you know, is that bell cow back? He was splitting carries early on with Drake, and I think that saved him. Uh, and so he's got some energy, some pep in his step right now. And uh, you know, this Bengals team certainly potent. I would not take Raiders money line, but uh, I think five and a half points is just too many. I'm expecting you know this game to be within a field goal late. Yeah, uh, you make some good points. I mean, you obviously can't ignore it. this. This is, I mean, first round of the playoffs. You can't ignore these teams that come in the playoffs real hot, like the Raiders have. You know, they're they're definitely a team that's, uh, you know, overachieved in my book. Uh, uh, I I didn't really expect them ten and seven. It's looking at their roster and especially what all the behind the scenes stuff especially with John Gruden but I I don't think you can ignore the Bengals coming in pretty hot too I know that they kind of rested everybody last week but they before that you know they had a big win against the Chiefs and before that they just absolutely dominated the Ravens so uh you know I'm gonna lean on the Bengals uh you know you make some good point Evan I don't feel really great about this (laughs) um this spread at least I think this is a pretty good line by Vegas but I do kind of like this over uh, 48 and a half seems kind of low, and uh, this is the only game I was really able to try to get any uh, uh, stats looking at at uh, individual players so far. But everything I've been looking at is that uh, it might be a pass-heavy game, uh, just looking at all the calculations. I know the first game between these two, um, you know, you saw a lot of Joe Mixon, but I think it's going to be a lot more aerial in this game. So, um, you know, I... I do like the over in this game. I, I think both sides will put up points. Both sides are hot right now. Um, and, you know, I, I do also kind of like the under uh, rushing yards for Joe Mixon and the over for Jamar Chase here. You know, I, I think it's going to be reverse of what you saw earlier this year and that Mixon's going to maybe use more in the passing game. And Jamar Chase, you know, he's, he's, he's a star that has ascended. So, you know, I think they're going to try to showcase him. Well, Robbie, you were uh, ten six and one on the Bengals this year, so you've had your finger on the pulse there. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? So I like the Bengals here. Um, I know five and a half is sort of a lot for a team that has not won a playoff game since nineteen ninety. Um, but this is not this is not your typical Bengals team. Um, it's the Marvin Lewis it, Bengals. Yeah, and I, in some aspects, I sort of liked your comparison to the two thousand eighteen Bears, but um, you know Joe Burrow national champion um he has experience playing big games i think he's going to be uh, a little bit better in the moment than uh, mitch was um yeah and then just overall the firepower on his Bengals offense um you know I, this is one of the Bengals, in my opinion one of these sneaky teams that i could see going to the super bowl um you want to talk about just overall balance um they're as balanced as any team in this playoff field what like period um you know they can run the ball if they if they need to if they need to get in a shootout, they have weapons, you know, on the outside. Joe Burrow, um, they're just capable of winning any type of football game. Their defense is solid, not great. Um, really good against the run. Um, I just think that, you know, overall you got to have balance both run run and pass and then balance on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And I think the Bang- this Bengals team does have all those aspects. So. Um, on the other side, the Raiders, um, you know, great season. I think Rich Passaccia has owned, uh, earned himself another year with the Raiders for what he's done, navigating through a whole hell of a lot of <laughs> bad stuff that went on. And, you know, Derek Carr has really persevered as well. Um, I just think that this team might be a little bit more, a little bit overmatched. Um, looking back into that first, first matchup, um, you know, Bengals really were able to run the ball over the Raiders and, you know, Raiders got a decent pass rush on the outside, but, um, you know, I don't think that their run defense is as good um, as, as the Bengals, that's for sure. And uh, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you, Robbie, on the Joe Mixon under. I I, I think that they're going to try to run the ball on the Raiders, um, and I, I could see him getting 25-plus carries in this game. So 
I, I'd, I'd lean over on the Joe Mixon uh, rushing yards. And, yeah, I like the Bengals covering the five and a half at home. Uh, the jungle's going to be jumping. Uh, yeah, I think they, they finally get a win here. Well, uh, Raiders are only allowing uh, 220 uh, passing yards per game, so pretty good marks there. Uh, they are more susceptible uh, against the run, so uh, we'll see. Could be an opportunity for Joe Mixon to eat. Yeah, his number is at 75.5 right now, Joe Mixon. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow, I would hammer that over. You'd hammer that over? I would hammer that over. Wow. I, 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 we can do a side bet. You want to do a side bet? Uh, a dollar side, side bet. bet. I love yeah, that. No go. juice involved. All right. Uh, all right. like to see it. We have a, do we have a side bet button? I, I don't think so. Uh, side bet. Give it the news. It's yeah, news. Yeah, I like it. Like yeah, it. we'll do the news. <laughs> we don't hear this enough. I love it. All right. Thanks, Huey. All right, uh, so, yeah, we've got two of us, uh, Robbie and Adam, on the Bengals in this one, and I am sticking with the Raiders, and I'm locking it up, so we'll see. Uh, second game, guys, it is the uh, New England Patriots heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Bills are four-point favorites at home in this one, with the over-under set at 44. It's going to be frigid uh, on Saturday night for this one. Uh, Adam, What's what are we expecting for the weather? Yeah, uh, not... I mean, this is probably one of the two games this weekend that are going to be weather affected. Um, we're not expecting any precip. Uh, wind's going to be minimal, but it will be three around three degrees at game time uh, up in Buffalo. So it'll be cold. Uh, three degrees definitely is going to affect some. Uh, I, I, I mean, running the ball is not going to be too effective, but I, I expect the pass catchers to um, be affected with how cold it is, especially with how hard. Um, Josh Allen throws a ball and you know just these are both two hard-hitting secondaries so you could see some drops and some hard hands out there well Robbie you're 13 and 4 against uh, when picking outcomes for the Patriots this year 10 and 6 on the Bills Uh, I think if anybody knows this game it's you Uh, what are your thoughts on this one Ten and seven for the Bills. Ten and seven. Uh, can't forget about that one loss in. I don't even. Know. Man, <laughs> um, but uh, y- you know, I I'd like the Patriots too. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, this is going to be a, a division. You know, these t- two teams they know each other so well. Um, you know, the the Patriots. Uh, you know, last time we we saw them against the Bills, uh, it was that snow game where it just leaned more run-heavy. In fact, how many passes was it Mac Jones had? It was like three. three. Um, that was, um, you know, I kind of expect something similar. Like you said, with this extreme cold, you know, when it gets down to the single digits, um, it's uh, pretty significant lowers the passing yards. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the Patriots, they've been running the ball pretty well. Um, and I think you could see something similar to what we saw earlier when in that snow game. But, uh, you know, one thing i got to also mention is that the Bills, uh, Devin Singletary has started to come out a little bit. You know, he's kind of been hot for running. You know, they, this he's been what the Bills have kind of been looking for in a rusher um, these past couple weeks. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a little clo- – I think the Bills might – still be able to pull this one off uh but uh i i still think it's going to be close either way and four points is quite a bit that uh you know i'm gonna put this in as my lock but it's a lock wow well uh you know i i gotta say i'm with you there robbie are you a little concerned though about kind of the the pats run a form here late uh they've lost three of their last four uh granted against tough opponents but one of those losses uh Week 16 was to the Bills uh, in New England. So, uh, you know, most recent viewing that we saw these two teams, the Bills kind of outmatched them on uh, Patriots' home turf. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's a little concerning. I mean, I, I think I'm a little more concerned about uh, Rookie in his first uh, playoff uh, game. Yep. But, uh, again, this cold, I think, leans more to the Patriots' favor in that aspect because, you know, they, they're going to probably just be – on the ground all day, just pounding the ball. Um, so, uh, you know, th- both these defenses are going to be coming out tough. I think it's gonna, they're going to be both playing real hard. And, uh, you know, this 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 could be a lower-scoring game. You know, I mean, the over-under is the lowest on the week. So I, I absolutely love taking the points. 
Yeah, I'll I'll stick with you there. I'm going to take the Patriots plus four as well. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, definitely think it'll more mirror the first outing uh, with these two teams uh, in Buffalo on that extremely cold and windy day. Uh, I just think the uh, you know the Bills, while they've looked good, um, you know they've they've had their hiccups this year and. Four points just seems a little bit much. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the Patriots money line in this game, but I, I expect it to be close. I expect it to be low scoring, and uh, you're exactly right. I think you know the Bills' recipe to to win this game and to you know really cover the spread here is I think they'd have to do uh, a lot more RPO with Josh Allen, and, and if they were going to run the ball, primarily run the ball through him. I think that's how you uh, beat this Patriots team is if you you know probably spread them out, get four wide, and then really use. Uh, Allen to, to do all the rushing rather than kind of a traditional approach with Singletary and, and Moss. Uh, that said, you know, uh, Damian Harris, really good. Uh, last uh, few weeks, he's he's been running the ball well. They've got Ramondre Stevenson as well. Uh, so good two-headed monster uh, attack Brandon for the Pets. Bolden every now and then. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Bolden. I think he had, what, uh, one or two touchdowns last week. Um, you know, my my thing here is if the Patriots are down, can Mac Jones keep them in the game? Um, I think for the Pats to to win this game, they've got to get up early, and then they've got to lean on their defense to hold the lead and uh, you know play kind of a ball control style game. Because I think if they get in a hole, they get down double digits to this Bills team. I, I worry about Mac Jones in in single digit weather uh, trying to sling his way back into this game. So uh, I'll go Patriots plus four, but. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think uh, they got to get up early. You know, you didn't even mention your record. Uh, it's actually flip flop to mine. You know, you're thirteen and four with the Bills and ten and seven with the Patriots, and all three of us combined in this game, uh, we're thirty two and nineteen on the Patriots, and we're thirty two and nineteen on the Bills. So yeah. this is uh, easily our uh, strongest game if you look at our history. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you guys. I'm actually gonna have a little bit stronger take. I'm taking the Patriots money line here, uh, going to Buffalo and win. Um, you know, just I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills first. Um, I heard a really really interesting stat today. Uh, Bills, they are they average 18.3 rushing attempts for the running backs. Um, that's the lowest out of any team in the playoffs. Um, and actually no team in NFL history has ever made it to the Super Bowl with under 19 wow. rushing attempts from the running back. So, um, you know, that stuff plays in the regular season, but you got to be, you can't be one dimensional in the playoffs. You'll get exposed. And I, I don't know a better coach um, that will expose your weaknesses more than Bill Belichick. Um, I just think, you know, given the, given the um, weather conditions, just, you know, playoffs, I think you're going to get the best out of the Patriots and, I mean, what 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 really has me on the Patriots is sure the Bills can win, but they're I think I don't think anybody would argue that Josh Allen has to play incredible for them to win this game. If he if he if he's even average or bad, I I think they lose this. So um, you're putting a lot on one person, and I think the 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 passing stats for Josh Allen against the Patriots in his entire career not great. Um, I don't know the last matchup they had. He was actually very good, and they he won them the game. And you know, he's going to have to be exceptional for them to win this game, in my opinion. Um, I think the Pats have an advantage on defense. Uh, they definitely have an advantage running the ball. They have you know two two running backs that are better than any running back on the Bills. Um, and you know what? Uh, I would not be surprised if you see you know multiple trick plays from the Patriots. Um, you know the. the you got Jacoby. I, I would I would bet the over one or maybe a half. I don't know what it would be for Jacoby Myers passing attempts if you can find it anywhere. Um, I, I guarantee you that they do at least one trick play um, to just spark offense somehow. And yeah, I I just think that you know this is I I think this is a great matchup for the Patriots, and I think they take advantage and come out of uh buffalo with the win you know these are two great two teams that know each other extremely well so it'll be a great one to watch now uh what are we thinking about the over under in this game uh set at 44 here these are the number one and two passing defenses in the nfl uh adam what do you think i like the under here 44 i thought it was a little bit too high um yeah just 
given the conditions, given both teams' style of play. I mean, obviously the Bills, if they had it, if they had their uh, offense rolling, 44 is not a high number, but um, I don't think anybody's expecting an offensive explosion from the Bills uh, versus the Pats in these conditions. So I, I like the under. I also like the under. I think uh, if anybody can kind of manufacture a defensive game plan and uh, and get a team ready to go, it's Bill Belichick. And I don't expect uh, the Patriots to want to put too much in uh, in uh, Mac Jones's hands. I, I think he'll probably, you know, ideal game plan for the Patriots in this one. I think Mac Jones throws the ball 15 times or less. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think both teams are going to be trying to run the ball, uh, keep the ball on the ground, and uh, that clock will be moving. So I'm going to take under as well. I would lean under. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I think 44 is a pretty good line. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty close to that. So I, I'm gonna stay off. Yeah, I'm not gonna hammer it. I just think it's a little bit, little bit higher than what I would expect. So a little bit. All right. Uh, next game up, guys. It is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers are eight point favorites at home with the over under set at 45 and a half. Uh, weather in this one, expecting uh, kind of some, some windy and rainy conditions. Adam, what's going on here? Yeah, this is the other weather game, I think, uh, or a game that will be affected by the weather. Um, game time conditions, 70 degrees, um, you know, 70% chance of rain. Could be some thunderstorms, but I think the rain and then comp- complemented with the wind, they're expecting, you know, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 30. Uh, that's enough to affect gameplay for sure. Um you know, with the wet conditions and no rain, probably going to be um, a little bit difficult to kick kick the ball. The uh, field, long field goals and then deep passes could be affected as well. All right, um, Adam, we'll we'll just uh, we'll keep it with you to, to have us started off here. Um, with that in mind, what are you thinking in this game? You know, I fl- I flipped on this game uh, today. I was originally on the Bucks, and then I uh, yeah, I was just you know thinking about the matchup itself and I flipped to the Eagles. So I'm going to take the Eagles with the points. Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup for the Eagles, you know, bucks, their wide receiver crew is significantly changed since the last time these two teams played. Um, Chris Godwin and AB both had big games. Um, and they only won by six points. Um, now, um, you're looking at Rob Gronkowski, uh, Cameron Braid, uh, Mike Evans, who I think will be shadowed by uh, Darius Slay. And then, you know, the plethora of guys, Gio, um, Scotty Miller, uh, Johnson, I forgot his first name. But um, so they're, they're lim- Bucks are going to be limited uh, with the pass game. Uh, they're going to get Leonard Fournette back, which is uh, going to be big for them. They're going to need to run the ball, especially if the conditions are as bad as they, they could be. Um, but you know, I, with this Eagles team, uh, one of the interesting things looking into this, uh, bucks are great against the run, but especially up the middle, they have, you know, Nadamik and Sue and, and Vita Vea plugging up the middle, but they're susceptible to runs on the outside. And the Eagles are the number one team in the league, um, at least percentage wise running outside of the tackles. So, um, I think that the Eagles are going to have success running the ball against a defense that does not allow run uh, a lot of rushing yards. Um, given that, given the conditions, um, you know, you don't want Jalen Hurts throwing the ball deep. So I think that's a win for them. And, you know, I, 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 the Eagles low-key have, you know, one of the better offensive defensive line combos in the league. And I think that plays against a team like the Bucks. Um, if they can get any pressure on, um, you know, Tom and any push from their offensive line themselves, I think this game could be close. Uh, I definitely expect the Bucks to win this game, but eight is too much for me. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think they sort of surprise some people and make this one close. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to lean Bucks here. I'm probably not feeling confident enough on this one to actually bet it, but... Um, you know, before the show, we talked about some key players coming back for the Bucks that I think tips the needle for me. Uh, you know, talked about uh, Shaq Barrett and uh, Fournette coming back. Uh, you know, so I think when you think about kind of the Bucks offense, yeah, they're they're definitely not as uh, as potent as they were earlier in the season with Godwin and um, and AB out there. But I, I still think they'll be able to do enough when you factor in you know, Brayton, Gronk, and Fournette, and, and Evans. I still think there's enough weapons out there. 
for them to get the job done. You mentioned the uh, earlier game in the season uh, between the Bucks and the Eagles. If you remember that game correctly, uh, the Bucks jumped up to like a twenty-eight to seven lead. Um, you know, they absolutely dominated them for I'd say three and a half quarters, and then they just took their their foot off the gas pedal and. Uh, you know, they basically were just trying to run the ball uh, to get home, and it got kind of scary for them at the end. Uh, they kind of tried to coast to a victory, and, and it got weird. Um, so, but I think when you think about, uh, you know, both these teams, the Eagles have sent, has definitely kind of improved as a team uh, since that time, uh, and I think the Bucks have kind of gone the other way. But, you know, factoring that this game's at home, yeah. First big playoff game for Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm I'm gonna lean the Bucks here. I'm gonna think that they can that they can get the eight. Uh, before I factored in the weather and I saw this over under at 45 and a half, I was leaning over actually, uh, just with the Eagles' ability to kind of get some garbage time points. Uh, but now that we're talking, you know, wind and rainy game, uh, I'm gonna stay off this one. Uh, don't don't really feel good about it. What about you, Robbie? Um, you know, actually, I, I think I'll still take the over. Um, yeah, I know this uh, weather kind of deterred me, but I I mean, I, I'd expect this over-under to kind of slowly go down re- going up to game time. So um, I, I think whatever it is, the line's going to be at kickoff. I, I'd, I'd like the over on that one. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to just stay with the Tom Brady on this. Um, you know, I got to trust him. All of his playoff experience um, over Jalen Hurts, who, like you said, has got his first playoff uh, appearance here. So, um, you know, I'm going to stick with the Bucks here. I uh, don't feel great about this, um, but, you know, I, th- I think these two defenses, um, you know, the Bucks, they could turn the ball over. So I, I could see him turning the ball over a lot on Jalen Hurts or making some play in the wet, uh, sloppy uh uh, game and you know uh, be able to take it punch it out of uh, who Miles Sanders or Boston Scott or somebody and make some plays and you know Eagles they don't have a lot of turnovers on the year but the turnovers they have had it a lot have gone for six so you know that, I think that helps on the over under there um, I know we talked a lot about the offense but you know defense I, I think both sides could make some plays in this game yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a sneaky uh, top 10 defense this year. Adam mentioned it earlier. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you come into this and you kind of think of the defensive units and uh, you, you think uh, you're kind of thinking that Bucks run D in that front seven they have. But, uh, you know, the Bucks are definitely more susceptible through the air. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Like, if this weather forces it to kind of be a run-heavy game, uh you know, I think with the Bucks' defensive strength being there and, and them getting four net, I, I think they should probably still be able to cover that spread. But, um, you know, who knows? This is this is really kind of a perplexing one for me. That's why I think I, I got to smarten up and, and stay away. You know, my gut instinct is just for these playoff games, it's like you got to bet everything. You just got to do it. But um, I, I got to kind of – I got to hold off. All right, uh, next game up uh, – this this has all the makings of like a 1995 uh, shootout. It's uh, the 49ers taking on the Cowboys uh, in Jerry World. Uh, Cowboys are three point favorites at home here with the over under set at 51. Uh, Adam, I mean you're you're our Cowboys guy. You're our expert here. Um, you gotta you gotta lead us off. Yep yep. This one uh, weather's not going to be a factor in the Jared Dome. Um, yeah. I'm going to take the, not a surprise to anyone here, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus three, and it's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock, no. Yeah, this is one I probably won't bet until game time, just hoping that that line slips under three. But, um, yeah, I, I love the Cowboys here. I think, you know, you're getting a little bit of a benefit um, in the spread from, you know, probably the last three weeks of Cowboys uh, football, which I don't think is indicate, indicated in, indi- indicative. There it is. Uh, of of how good of a team they actually are. Um, they've had this division locked up for a month now. Um, you know, they they were a team that was getting healthy towards the end of the year, uh, sorting, and they're as healthy as they've been all year right now, uh, which is you know great great uh, great sign. I think 
they might have taken their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, that Cardinals loss at home was definitely not the, not the best uh, I've seen them play. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're going to see a fully loaded Cowboys team. This is a team that's known they're going to have a home game for five weeks now in the playoffs. Um, and on the other side, you know, the 49ers coming in hot, um, you know, got the huge win in L.A. last week to get them into the playoffs. Um, they've been doing good of late, uh, Debo. Um, Jimmy G's been playing pretty solid. Um, a lot, I think a lot of people are going to bet the 49ers in this game, which is why I think that line is going to dip below three. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love the Cowboys here. I think, you know, the combination of pass rush, especially from the edges, um, Lawrence, Gregory, um, Parsons, I think, uh, they're going to get, they're going to get home to Jimmy G. And when Jimmy G has pressure, he is very turnover prone. Um, I, I, I think 11 out of his 14 um, interceptions this year is came on, uh, you know, blitzes and pressure. Um, and, you know, looking back at the 49ers run when they went to the Super Bowl, um, Jimmy G averaged 153 passing yards per game. Um, I don't, you're not going to beat this Cowboys team if that's, if that's the number he gets, um, you know, on Sunday. I, I think, I think a lot of people are going to bet the 49ers because they, you know, they run the ball, they're you know they they don't have a lot of turnovers they control the ball and defense is solid um the cowboys they're very turnover turnover um their defense you know has a ton of turnovers i think they lead the league in turnovers and um turnover ratio um but i i I don't expect there to be a lot of turnovers in this game i just think you know if, if the cowboys can tackle in the open field which is i think the key to this game for them they're gonna have to stop Debo with the ball um you know Kittle IU Debo um Juszczyk they're great blocking on the outside so if they can make open field tackles they're gonna win this game that that's I I don't see that offense struggling against this 49ers defense this is not the same defense that led them to the Super Bowl they're much worse defense and especially against the pass um yeah, I, I expect Dak to have a huge day. Uh, I expect them to be able to run the ball. I don't expect really their offense to have any any hiccups um, that we've seen over the last three, four weeks. And, uh, yeah, I, I just feel great about the Cowboys. And, th- you know, this line at 51 and a half, or it's at 51, uh, I'm going to take the over. I know it's the highest highest number on the week. But, you know, I, I, I expect both offense to have somewhat success. And, yeah, I just think this Cowboys team probably goes for 30-plus. Yeah, um, I mean this is this is a tough one, right? Because uh, when you're talking on yardage, uh, your Niners are a top three defense in the league, and you're talking about points. Uh, Niners are top ten. Um, you know, Cowboys are, are a bit more of a mystery. Uh, they give up, uh, you know, three hundred and fifty yards a game, uh, which is uh, bottom third of the league, but uh, they're top, uh, they're seventh overall in in total points against, and I think that's. That's kind of part of that bend don't break mentality, uh, and you know that tends to happen too when you beat up on teams and uh, you know you kind of play a softer shell and uh, you give up more yards, but uh, you know you, you keep them out of the end zone uh, when they're when they're trying to get six late because they're down. So uh, I think this Cowboys defense is a little bit better than the stats uh, say, and uh, you know the last two months, I mean they've really rounded in the form uh, as Micah Parsons is is really kind of emerged and, and taken over the defensive player of the year conversation. Uh, for me, I, I like the Cowboys minus three here. Um, you know, Jimmy G still dealing with that thumb. And uh, I, I just think if the Cowboys are able to get up early in this game, I, I don't know that Jimmy G is going to be able to, to will this team back into it and, and win sort of a shootout. I mean, I still haven't seen enough of uh, Brendan Ayuk as a secondary option uh, to uh, Kittle and uh, Debo in this offense to, to warrant uh, you know significant coverage his way to really uh, you know change the way that uh, uh, the Cowboys need to cover them. So I think that they can kind of tip the field uh, towards Debo, and as long as they keep a spotlight on him, because I mean that's really what's you know made the Niners. Uh, resurgence the second half of the year uh go so great as uh just Debo is really taken over and uh I mean even in the running game he's he's getting like seven yards of carry uh every time he touches the ball it's it's great but if they're able to contain him um 
you know, and get up early. Cause I, I still think the Cowboys are going to be able to move the ball. I don't see them, you know, getting stopped uh, on defense. I, I think they're good for at least 24 in this game. I'd be surprised if they didn't if they didn't hit that number. And uh, against this Cowboys defense at home, that crowd will be absolutely electric. I, I don't know that Jimmy G's got it in him uh, to keep up here. So I, I like Cowboys minus three. Um, I just I think uh, that Cowboys offense just a little bit too much. I'm, I'm looking for a big game out of Dak. It's his time. Yeah, I'm going to side with the Cowboys as well. I, I don't feel great about it. Uh, I've got a couple concerns. I mean, you guys talked about Debo. Um, you know, I, I think the Cowboys can um, be able to contain him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the guy on the Niners that, uh, you know, he, who can make a big play out of pretty much nothing. You know, his yards after catch and just ability to just make plays in open space is just phenomenal and Cowboys are going to have to deal with it um you know but uh you know some of the con- actually, the concerns I have about the Cowboys is one you know head coach Mike McCarthy is he going <laughs> to do something stupid um because there's a likelihood he could you know his coordinators both uh both Dan Quinn and uh Kellen Moore have, have been doing great and you know it kind of doesn't matter what McCarthy has been doing so um you know I I I trust that their ability on both sides of the ball, you know, I, honestly, I think both the offense and defense of the Cowboys is better than the Niners. Um, but a, a couple other uh, concerns I have is COVID list, you know, Tyron Smith and Micah Parsons are still on it. Uh, those are two big names, but I've been seeing Micah Parsons been chirping at the Niners offensive line, just ready to get at it. So something tells me he's going to be playing, um, I would guess Tyron Smith would be playing too. He's been on that list for a while, but who knows? Um, but uh, I mean, besides those concerns, you know, um, you know, Cowboys minus three. I like I said before, I think offense and defense are better here for the Cowboys. So I'm I'm not sure how this implies on neutral field they should be evenly matched. Uh, you know, give me the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, no, I my last argument for this game is yeah. If you look over the last month. You know, like you said, Robbie, that line implies that these are two pretty, you know, fairly matched teams. And over the last month, that's probably true. But I don't think, I mean, at least me, I'm not judging the Cowboys on their last month when they've had that division locked up the entire time. And they're just trying to get healthy. So, yeah, I I, I expect them to come out guns a blazing. Um, One concern for the Cowboys, definitely, they're going to lose the battle of the kickers. Uh, Greg Zerline's having a tough year and you know if he misses a kick early I don't know if McCarthy's gonna trust him so that's something to watch out for for sure special team woes for Mike McCarthy those uh that's that's, uh, that's been said before um on his team so uh we'll see hopefully that doesn't cost him okay next up it is the uh night game uh Sunday night football so Al Michaels and Chris Collins were on the call we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers Taken on the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is in Arrowhead, where the Chiefs are 12.5 point favorites with the over under set at 45.5. Expect it to be pretty cold for this one. Uh, Adam, do you see it having any impact? Uh, Not really. This falls with the Bengals Raiders game. Probably, you know, just below 30 degrees game time. Uh, No precip, not a lot of wins. So, shouldn't really have much of an effect on the game. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, with that in mind, I, I like the chiefs here. Uh, no surprise. I think all of America is going to be on, on the chiefs in this one. Um, you know, chiefs defense has been playing great, uh, the last two, two months really. And, uh, you know, their offense starting to click as well. That, uh, that game they played on the, against the chargers on the road seemed to have kind of clicked things for Pat Mahomes. All of a sudden he's looking a little bit better. Um, I think the Chiefs should be able to cover the 12.5 here. I don't think the Steelers are are going to put up uh, a lot of points in this one. I, I'd be surprised if they got more than uh, than 17. And uh, to that effect, I mean, I, I like the under in this game, which is kind of weird normally if you're going to lay that kind of a number uh, and take the favorite, you're you're not normally going to take the under. But uh, in this game, I'm, I'm expecting something like 28-14, uh, you know, 31-13. I... I I think, uh, you know, especially if you tease this up a few points, I, I think the Chiefs, uh, you know, defense is going to be able to contain Big Ben. We know that the Steelers aren't great on the road this year, uh, especially on offense. And, uh, yeah, I, I just I don't see the Steelers 
recipe to get uh, you know a lot of points in this game and really keep it close. So give me the Chiefs and give me the under. Yeah, I think the 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 biggest uh, thing that's going to help the Steelers in this this game is uh, going to be their secondary. Um, if they could limit Pat Mahomes, which uh, you know they've been good so far this year, I I think that's the one strong point in the Steelers. Um, but you you know I just can't get on the Steelers here with even if it's 12 and a half points, you know, I'm going to have to side with the chiefs. Um, you know, they're just way better team. Uh, you know, maybe not defensively better. You know, I give that to the Steelers still, but you know, this is, you're on the last leg of big Ben, um, who's, you know, he's going to definitely have something to play for, but, um, I'm just not very confident in that offense to be able to get a lot going on, which, you know, I, I, could see why why you like that under there, Evan. You know that's um, I, I I wouldn't want to trust the Steelers putting up points either. So um, you know I I like the Chiefs. You know that that offense is always able to put up points against anybody. Um, but let but we'll we'll see if they're able to do it in this playoffs right here. You know um, I I don't feel great about it. You know I could see the Steelers keeping it close because it's a lot of points. But uh, you know I'm gonna side with the Chiefs. Maybe win by two touchdowns here. Yeah, this is the one I feel least confident about. Um, I got to, you know, I, my gut's telling me Steelers, but <laughs> every time I look at this matchup, it's like there's no way the Chiefs aren't going to cover this line. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I, I'm this is one game I just won't bet. Um, you know, I, I think that the Chiefs defense has been coming around of late, starting to play better. Um, they're starting to run the ball more. Uh, they're, they're really, you know, ever since maybe the halfway point when they were last <laughs> in their division, uh, they've looked like the team that won the Super Bowl um, back in 2020. I just, I have a tough time, like you guys have mentioned, um, you know, thinking that the Steelers are going to offensively keep up uh, I think the defense might limit uh, the Chiefs, especially in the first half. Uh, I think that this, you know, this could look close in the first half, and then you know, Chiefs are going to break away in the second half. Um, I, I, I don't expect a backdoor cover situation with the Steelers team. Uh, I think they're just going to have to keep it close, sort of within within a touchdown or maybe ten points for them to cover this line. Um, but yeah, their their defense is going to have to make all sorts of plays. They're going to have to get to uh, Mahomes in the pocket. Uh, they're gonna have to, you know, make him uncomfortable. Sort of take away, take away the run game, and you know, hope for a couple of mistakes from Mahomes, which you know he was doing maybe, you know, first half of the year, but not so much the last, you know, three months or so. Um, so I'm gonna lean the Chiefs. Don't feel great about this one. I, I you know, maybe Najee has a big game. Uh, they're gonna have to lean on the run game, sort of ball control, try to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field. Um, but yeah, I, I, in order for the Steelers to keep this close, I think you need to see either an injury, um, you know, special teams, defense, and touchdown, something, something out of the ordinary. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Don't feel great about it. All right, um, yeah, you know, I, I thought these two teams played against each other recently, oh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, two weeks ago, Chiefs blew out the Steelers thirty-six to ten. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just I don't really see the the path for the. I mean, it's it's Najee would have to go absolutely crazy, probably one hundred and fifty plus yards. They'd have to do something. Plays out of Claypool or something. Like, yeah. I know this is like four months ago at this point, but the way that week one, when the Steelers went into Buffalo and beat the bills, they need something like that where, you know, their defense was just out of control, forcing turnovers, fumbles, yeah. you know, the I think they only stands. Yeah. I think they only scored like 13 points or something that game and they ended up winning, but um, yeah, they're going to need something like that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm, I'm kicking three, I'm taking three points every chance I get because I, the Steelers are going to be basically racing to get to 17 points. So yeah. as long as you can get there, you should be able to win the game. All right. Uh, lastly, the first ever Monday night playoff game, right? Yep. Um, Cardinals taking on the LA Rams. This game is in LA. Uh, at least one of these teams gets to play a playoff game. And uh, yeah, Rams are uh, four point favorites at home with the over under at 49 and a half. Um, you know, this one, 
this one should be interesting. All the makings of a shootout here. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off? Whew, yeah, get get all the crap out of the way, right? Because um, uh, you know my record with the Cardinals is just atrocious this year. <laughs> I'm four and thirteen, and um, um, this is probably my least confident game, mostly because I cannot figure out this Cardinals team for the life of me. Um, but um, you know, I being a divisional game, you know, give me the points with the Cardinals. I don't feel great about it. Um, you know, Cardinals have been a little rough lately while the Rams, you know, it seems like they've been in a groove lately, but, um, you know, I, I've got to imagine that especially on a Monday night in, in LA that Cardinals are going to come in and have something to prove. And, you know, these two teams, they know each other so well, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this to be a close, uh, good game, just like most NFC West games have been uh, in recent memories. You know, a lot of these NFC West games, they, they're they always decided by like a field goal or something, you know. So give me the points with the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, I think this is probably going to be my, you know, game I'm looking most forward to watching. Um, I think this game sort of comes down to can Cliff can't keep up with uh, – McVay, the coaching aspect. Um, you know, I've, I've, you've seen a lot of bad from Cliff this year. You've seen some good. Um, you know, sometimes I don't think that their game plan necessarily matches up. But against this Rams team, they've actually, I thought, played them as well as anybody um, this year. And, you know, look at the Rams. I, I don't know what you're going to get out of Cam Akers. He's sort of a wild card. Um, you know, their defense is sort of star-studded, but at the same time, I don't think they've been playing as well as they've had, you know, in their past, you know, couple years playoff runs. Um, their offense is better, but something, something about Matt Stafford, man, I, I don't know. I, he, it's tied for the most interceptions in the league um, with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I just, you know, one Pro Bowl, zero playoff wins. Um, you know, this is this is the biggest game of his life, um, and I just think Kyler. Kyler's a better quarterback at this point, in my opinion. I think he can do more on his own. Um, he doesn't need a lot of scheme, you know, scheme plays that Stafford does to get people open. I know with DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be out this game. Uh, that's going to hurt, but they could get J.J. Watt back, which would definitely help. Um, I just think that you know, getting four points in a division game like this, I think matters. You know, I you know, I, I think that the Rams probably pull out the win, but I expect this game to be super close. Um, Cardinals defense has been underrated all year. I think they're probably just as good as the Rams defense. Um, definitely not star studded as, as the Rams, but overall as a unit, you know, they swarm to the ball. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they got two huge middle linebackers, Buda Baker in the back. I think, I think if the Rams win this game, they're going to have to lean on the run, um, which, you know, I, I don't know if they can do, you know, Sony, Michelle, um, Cam Akers I, and against this Cardinals front and if, if J.J. Watt's back that's huge for for the cards um, yeah, and they're going to need the Cardinals are going to need somebody um, one of their wideouts to have a huge game um, whether it be you know uh, Moore Kirk um, maybe Ertz gets involved um, they're going to have the two-headed backfield as normal I think you know they're going to I mean, they're, they're, they're fully healthy other than DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I think that they have enough firepower, power, firepower to keep up. And, you know, with this line at 49 and a half, I'm going to lean over here. I think, you know, this this one could be a back and forth, touchdown for touchdown game. And I think that that line's a little too low. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Cardinals here. I, I like getting plus four. Um, the two previous outings, what we saw – Cardinals whooped them really early on in the season in LA, uh, thirty-seven to twenty, and then uh, they played on Monday night, like week fourteen or week fifteen, and uh, Rams got the best of them uh, on the road, despite the Cardinals being favorites. So, um, yeah, I uh, this one's kind of a toss-up. I I tend to lean with you guys. Division game; these teams know each other well. The Cardinals have played them close in the past. Take the plus four while you can get it. Um, should be a close game, you know. My my thing is as long as as long as Kirk and AJ Green can win on the outside and and help Kyler out to some extent, um, you know they should be able to move the ball enough. Uh, 
you know, but that's that's kind of the big question for me in this game. Like, if uh, if the Rams DBs just shut them down, it, it might be tough uh, on the Cardinals. But I mean, even still, uh, you know, Cardinals are kind of finding a way to stay in these games. <laughs> You know, Robbie, I had you go first because I certainly wasn't going to go first. Um, you know, cards uh, have kind of been my nemesis. As soon as they were kind of, you know, trending up, I, I started tailing them, and then they fell off a cliff. And then, you know, when they fell off a cliff, I started fading, and then they came back up. So I, I haven't really been good on them all year. You know, from the Rams' perspective, they're they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They've, uh, you know, they've done a good job of beating up on the bad teams, but they've they've lost a fair amount against playoff teams and playoff caliber teams uh, to the point where it's a concern. Um, I definitely think I wouldn't put it uh, above this team to say that they'll have a letdown. And, you know, their defense has not been playing well late. Uh, they, by for all intents and purposes, should have put away the Niners last week, and they let the Niners come all the way back on them. Uh, so I mean that's a concern. You know I I just I think both these teams have flaws. Both these teams have some challenges uh, that they need to address. But um, you know for me the fact that you can get the four points for the Cardinals here when they could very easily win this game outright. Um, you know I I, I think you got to take the plus four. If uh, I think the key the success for them is is just going to be you know their rushing attack if they're able to kind of get a consistent running game going. With uh, Connor, um, you know they they should be able to go. Uh, it, I think that's really what it's going to lean on, though. I think if if Kyler has to do too much, then you know they're going to be in trouble. I think an X factor, the X factor of this game is going to be Kyler in the run game. Um, you've seen it a little bit of late, where he's broken off for a couple big runs. I know that's something he he likes to avoid. Um, but you know, this is the win and go home situation. Um, maybe Cliff and the boys, you know, scheme up a little bit different look for the Rams here. Third time playing them this year. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing, I don't know if it will happen, but, um, you know, a little bit more design runs for Kyler. I think that'll, you know, give them a different aspect that they haven't had this year for the most part. Yeah. You know, you talk about that quarterback option. I think, I don't think any team seals the weak side on those, uh, quarterback options better than than the Cardinals uh, it seems like Kyler's always able to get the edge uh, when they do that and um, yeah I mean you know if, if if Kyler's able to run the ball I mean that's that's gonna be you know just another another arrow uh, in the quiver for the Cardinals and in, in how they can pull this one off but they've got a lot of weapons even with hop uh, hobbled in this one you know I, I still think Cardinals should be able to keep it close but uh, you know, Matt Stafford, he's capable. I mean, he, you know, it's it's now or never for him, right? You know, you got to put something together. There's no more excuses. You're not on the lines anymore. This is a team that's built to win now. So you either, you either got it or you don't. All right, so uh, let's just recap our lead pipe locks here real quick. Uh, Adam, you were on Cowboys minus three. Uh, Robbie, you had Patriots plus four. And then I was on Raiders plus five and a half. So uh, Robbie and I going with a couple road teams and Adam uh, taking the Cowboys in Jerry World uh, to cover the three points. So uh, should be good for what it's worth. Uh, we are all in agreement on the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Cardinals in this one. And Pets. And the yes. Patriots, yep, sorry, I didn't see that there. Uh, yeah, so four games that we're all in agreement on, um, and then we do differ a little in the Bengals and Raiders games and the Bucks and Eagles. Uh, uh, can I uh, throw yeah. a little uh, curveball? You know, uh, you know, I was just thinking, uh, what what do you guys think it, out of these wild card games, teams most likely from each division to go to the Super Bowl? Eat conference, you mean? Yeah, conference. Sorry, conference. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in the AFC, uh, especially with kind of the way the the Patriots and the Bills have have kind of floundered at times this year, I, I think you have to go Chiefs. Um, I you know I know the Titans are going to get Derrick Henry back, and and you know them getting the bye is key, uh, but. You know, for me, I just I think the Chiefs are probably uh, the toughest team on the AFC side. On the NFC, um, you know, I I think I would keep an eye out for for the Bucks. To be honest, I just think you know this could just be another situation where people kind of start to write Tom Brady off a little early, and then 
all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's him and Gronk out there doing the bad boys and, uh, and playoff Lenny. Yeah, yeah. And playoff Lenny. They're just, they're, they're duping people once again. So yeah, keep an eye out for the bucks. But what do you guys think? Out of these wild card uh, teams, I, you know, if the Bengals could get hot, I, I like what they're doing. Uh, I, I, I could see them getting, getting that offense going, you know, they got a lot of weapons and, you know, defense has been pretty solid this year. So, you know, I don't think they really have a huge weakness by any means. And then they already they, beat the chiefs. They did already beat the chiefs. Um, and NFC side, you know, kind of same idea, you know, Cowboys that, you know, if they could get hot, you know, they've got great offense, you know, they've got a great defense, but, uh, you know, they've been, uh, I think we talked about that. They've been a little, uh, lackluster last month or so, but, uh, you know, if they get it back, you know, I think they, they can make really make a push. Yeah, you, you pretty much nail both picks for me. I like the Bengals. I think you know, oh, they're, they're underrated as hell. Um, I don't think any team wants to play the Bengals in the postseason, um, just with how balanced they are. And you know they've they be, they've beaten some good teams by a lot of points this year. I know they've had some slip ups, but uh, including the Bears, <laughs> but uh, they're capable of putting up a number on anybody. And then in the NFC, um, you know I like the Cowboys. I think if they they come out healthy. Um, offense rolling, defense taking the ball away like they've done all year. They're they're going to be tough to beat. And then, I, I, you know, I got a feeling about the Cardinals. If they can get past this game, get D-Hop back, um, that's a dangerous team. That's a team nobody wants to play. Um, you know, I think th- they're dynamic on the offensive side. And they have an under, they've had an underrated defense all year. So that's that's my sneaky my two sneaky picks. Yeah, D-Hop coming back would be. Yeah, absolutely dangerous. That that's the one key that I feel like they're missing right now. Yep, definitely. All right, well that'll do it for our wild card episode again. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Just a reminder again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the SL Football Guys. Uh, but until then, everybody enjoy uh, you know Super Wild Card Weekend. We will be back with you again this time next week for uh, the divisional round breakdown. But until then, take care.